Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey, Beth. Hey, friend. How's it going? So good. You know, that's what I always say. (laughs) How are you feeling post-Ireland? And tell everyone what you did. Well, I went to Ireland with you. Right. I met after that part. We hosted our very first international Blessed Is She retreat, the last wild retreat of 2018. Praise the Lord. It's crazy. So cool. It was a crazy week. Yeah. It was awesome. It captured really the heart of the theme, I think, to take it overseas. Yeah. I know you you and I have talked about this many, many times, but I just keep coming back to this word audacious. I just think it's so audacious of the Lord to call us to do this and um, invite us to do it. So we did the retreat. Gosh, it's been almost two weeks. Can you even believe that? No. And then I stayed in Europe and I visited a friend in London and I got back earlier this week. (laughs) Are you exhausted? Um, Well, I've had two good sleeps under my belt. Praise the Lord. Since I've been back. So I'm starting to starting to feel more, more like myself. That's wonderful. How about you? You were sick the whole time. The whole time we were in Ireland. I was sick. Mm-hmm. I'm recovering. I'm like 98%. Wow, 98? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Listen, you're so... <laughs> you're so good. Your 98 is probably like my 78. No. I think so. You were very brave. You were very generous. I just want to tell all of the people that. Well, you must have said something in a Father Parks, because when I talked to him, he said, I didn't even realize how sick you were on that trip. Is he kidding me? No. (laughs) And then I was like, Father, I don't even remember pieces of that trip. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I was so out of it. Yeah. I mean, he was, I don't even know. You know, I black out lots of conversations. This is what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) But he called me and was asking to recap it and asking about like future plans for retreats and future international retreats. And I said, well, I don't know if Jenna will go. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And he he said, why? Why wouldn't she go? I was like, well, Father, she was very sick, (laughs) like really, really sick. And I know... She acted with heroic virtue and always had a smile, but she was like extremely like sinus sick. What would you call that? It was probably a sinus infection. I had a sinus infection, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like in your chest too. Yeah. And then on top of it, you are the most motion sick person (laughs) I've ever met. Like cars, planes, moving sidewalks. Oh my gosh, moving sidewalks. (laughs) It's the worst. I honestly am grateful the minute I actually throw up so that people don't think I'm making it up. I'm glad that you just mentioned throwing up because (laughs) I wanted to talk about how the minute we got out of the taxi in Ireland, you vomited. Yeah. I... You poor thing. It was mortifying. That- and then father was just there. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I was so embarrassed. And he didn't, but why? Because and then apparently he just he came over notice. to you and was like, she just threw up. <laughs> he just like pointed. He just pointed and 
It was horrible. He didn't know what to do. He did it. He did it. God bless him. He's like a first time dad, like experiencing gross things for the first time. Yeah. The yeah. first time your kid throws up on you. The first time you travel with a women's ministry <laughs> staff, <laughs> anything can happen. Anything. We should have warned him. I did. <laughs> he was still surprised. Man, he flew with us. He right. stayed at the retreat center. That man, time off of purgatory for him, I'm sure. So what's next, Beth? What's next on the docket? Okay, so coming up, the next time you and I get to travel together is to seek Fellowship of Catholic University students, also known as Focus. Focus is hosting uh, their biannual SEEK conference, and we'll be tabling there. Booth 229. Oh, we already got the number. Oh, yeah. We are looking forward to this. So if you're going to SEEK, you could stop by. You could hang out. We'll have lots of activities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some swag. Good stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. Jenna, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Focus. I love Focus. Well, we both are. We just said that. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so we're in agreement then. We're really big fans of Focus. We just think they do every, is it fair to say everything well? I mean, we're not seeing the poorly done things. Yeah, lucky them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's because there probably are no poorly done That's things. What, yeah. They've done some beautiful things for the kingdom, for the culture, yes. for university students and college campuses. And I love to just be a student of what they're doing, a student of Curtis Martin and their infrastructure and their beautiful holy missionaries, some of whom we've had the pleasure of meeting and just getting to know in our own ministry. But anyway, I got this email from Curtis Martin not personally. It was like an automated one, you know. Dearest Elizabeth. Yeah, right. Come on, Curtis. I go by Beth. <laughs> Get it right, Curtis. <laughs> so I got this email from Curtis. And in it, he was outlining the mission of focus. Okay, so the way he summed it up, it was this really succinct, like literally, it was one sentence. And it said, focus's main thing is blank. But it was capital M, main, capital T, thing. And this is like good business, right? That he understands the purpose of his own ministry. Like this is a man and a business and a ministry that has a vision and can succinctly sum it up for the average bear. Totally. Like me, getting his automated emails. So I've just been thinking how cool it would be to have such a succinct clear vision for my life, right? Like we we have that for blessed is she. We have a purpose and a vision for our ministry. We should succinctly sum it up like that and just start answering people. No matter what people say, we just say. Our primary mission. Yeah, is? Community and prayer. That's it. It's so simple. So then when people ask us to do things or like want blessed is she to be a part of this cool thing that they're doing, we can look at our primary mission, which is? community and prayer and say that falls within our primary mission that's in our lane totally or we can say like that's really good work i love what you're doing we bless you and pray for you and thank god you're doing that but that's not really in our lane because it's not community and or prayer. prayer yeah pretty cool right i love it main thing it's very catchy the main thing is very catchy 
TMT. You got to keep the main thing, the main thing. Do you have a main thing for your life? Well, I think Mike and I have talked about that before because people will talk about like family mission statements Mm. and things like that. We're not that. (laughs) Organized? Organized, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't sit down, write out our goals and mission statement for the year. But I know some families do that. I've heard of that, like on, um, like on an engaged encounter retreat or a oh, marriage cool. encounter retreat. That would be an activity to like create a family mission statement. Yeah, super cool. But yeah. you don't have one of those. We don't. We just talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I guess our main goal is like the word radical keeps coming to mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we ever actually said that. Yeah. But like that the girls would see us live in a radical way, meaning different than the average bear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Outside the lines of typical secular success or what the world would tell you you need to do in a certain timeline or things like that. Mike and I like to be rebels. (laughs) Thank God for that. Yeah. You've always had a very missional component yeah to your marriage and I remember actually early on when we were like becoming friends and starting to do this you know this kind of stuff together Mm -hmm. you said that you always wanted to be a ministry family right you wanted your kids to see you make sacrifices and go out and do things with the Lord for the Lord so that they understood really that it was worth it the kingdom was worth it the faith was worth it the church is alive, right? Totally. Yes. You <laughs> succinctly put together our family mission for us. Thank you, Beth. I don't think that was very succinct. <laughs> we need a TMT for the geezars. The main what is your thing. TMT, Beth yeah. Davis? So my main thing. Yeah. My main thing. You know, I... Intimacy. How did you know that? <laughs> the moment I met you. <laughs> it is, I truly. asked... Let me give some background. Okay. <laughs> I asked Beth to speak at the very first Blessed Is She Retreat. Yeah, I remember. I was and I said, Beth, could you please do... We weren't friends yet. She was just a random youth minister a couple hours north of Phoenix. Okay, we knew each other, but you weren't... You we didn't weren't want buds. to be friends with me. We weren't buds. Right, right, right. So I said, Beth, would you do a breakout mm-hmm. session on being distracted in prayer? And you were like, No. Well, I said, yes, I will give right. my talk. You did. But you said, I don't like that topic. Now I think it's funny because you outline the talks for other people. <laughs> <laughs> I totally do. And you're like, you better stick to this topic. No, I always say <laughs> they can, I want them to pray. No, I know. Anyway, but after that, then I brought you on board after you said you wouldn't do the distracting and prayer Well, can talk? we talk about why I wasn't just being obstinate? I didn't want to talk about being distracted in prayer because I wanted to talk about how beautiful prayer is. I wanted to talk about the joy of prayer and the intimacy that we're meant to experience in a relationship with Jesus. Like, I don't want to frame it in a negative way. Like, oh, we've got to combat all of these things to pray. No, it was like, so great. I wanted people to want to pray. So, yeah. And we will always have distraction. That was like something you said to me yeah. before the retreat happened. You said, Jenna, there's just always going to be distraction. You can't ever do anything about it other than like live from a joyful heart and like let's be excited to pray or be joyful in prayer. Yeah. So I would say really within the last year even, my main thing has become 
solidly my main thing. I remember in prayer, one day I was asking the Lord, like, is this really, like, am I just making this up, you know? And and the Lord just put on my heart, like, you can stake your life on this, that that you can have an intimate, personal, dynamic relationship with me. So if ever I give a talk or if you're just my friend, it's basically all I'm ever going to talk the about. The very first workshop you did for Blessed Is She. Totally. It's called Intimacy in Prayer. No, it's called Intimacy with Jesus. Get it right. Let me say it right. <laughs> it's called Intimacy with Jesus. I yeah. think it's Intimacy in Prayer. I'm going to look it up. Blessedisshe.net slash workshops. It's like you're right here with us. <laughs> In the headquarters. Do, 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 do. Oh, Whoa. there she's, it is. She's right, folks. I know my main thing. Intimacy with Jesus. That's it. That's the main thing. TMT, Beth Davis, intimacy with Jesus. Yeah. He loves us. He's like crazy about us. He's so present. You've, I've heard you say multiple times the personal dynamic. Intimate intimate relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Did you coin that? Yeah. (laughs) You did. I love it. Yeah. I thought it was like a famous saint. Not yet. Just St. Beth Davis. (laughs) So St. Beth of Tempe, Arizona. Okay. Personal is obvious, right? And just so people don't get like all up in arms because that's like kind of a Protestant phraseology to say personal relationship with Jesus. I mean, Pope Benedict says that. He does. Baller. Yeah. He knows all about it. Personal is a given, right? But dynamic is my favorite part of that definition of prayer because it's not just me pouring out my heart. It's not just me relating to the Lord and my prayers are just like going up and maybe he'll hear them or, you know, maybe he's listening. It's dynamic because he talks back. My sheep hear my voice, right? Yeah. Gospel of John. So God is speaking and they hear my voice, which means we have the ability to hear so dynamic in that it's it's mutual and intimate just like the deepest most satisfying love healing being seen being known all of those things that we we really long for and live for and hope for are only found and satisfied in Jesus yeah so that's my main thing i love that yeah so pope benedict said it a couple of times one time He said, faith is first and foremost, a personal, intimate encounter with Jesus. It is having an experience of closeness, his friendship, and his love. I love it. It is in this way that we learn to know him even better, ever better, to love him and to follow him more and more. May this happen to each one of us. Another place, we are endeavoring to see Christian prayer as a true and personal encounter with God the Father in Christ and through the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. Just love Pope Benedict. Same heart. Well, I love that. You got a TMT. Why, why, are, we, why are we putting the the in there? <laughs> Just like, MT. Just capital MT. Well, or you could say PM. PM. Primary mission. Primary mission. Right? Yeah. That was it. Primary mission. Anyway, I think it's super cool. We've never talked about it before today. <laughs> so we don't really okay. have many more formed thoughts to encourage other people to think about their primary mission. No, but listen. we do encourage you listen I actually I'm going to challenge you on that because I don't think we've had this language of like main thing or primary mission or 
a father parks he uses thematic goal with his team okay Okay, that's a little wordy okay thematic goal that's the same it's two words main thing it's a lot of syllables (laughs) main thing curtis martin's got it down he's got two syllables it's so true focus they do all things well main thing primary mission thematic goal so no matter what you call it just because you didn't have the language to call it what it is you probably have like a driving value in your life. Mm. So even though you before today wouldn't have said like, this is our family's mission statement, you've already been making decisions for your family and for your marriage living from that heart. Right. Right. So, and my life is ordered around my main thing, intimacy with Jesus and telling other people about it. So whether that's like on a plaque in my living room, it's how I do life. So I think, again, whether it's like a a fully formed, articulate thought, it's probably already in you. I think it's because we're living a life of purpose, though. Mm. I mean, I think a lot of people aren't, they don't, they're not tapped into that. Yeah, it's just like the grind. It's just what you do. It's just, I got here. Just go to work. Yeah. That's huge, Encouraging people. But listen, don't you think that there is a purpose to their life? Yes. I love that, that I think we all want to live a life of purpose, whether we feel like we are or not is kind of a different thing. But I think that's in all of us that we want to feel purposeful. We want to leave a legacy. We wonder what our life is worth or what's the point of our life, you know? So I think developing, even like looking at what's already a value in your life, how you're already making decisions and like trends that you've seen in your decision-making, where you went to school, what you studied, who you married, how you live your family life, you know? I think you can look back and be more intentional moving forward because that's where passion comes from, right? Like when you feel like you have a sense of purpose. Right. So of course, I think for every Catholic Christian, the central purpose of our life is Jesus Christ, right? But sometimes that gets lost without, we have to be intentional about that. Like going to mass on Sunday, even having like a faithful prayer life doesn't necessarily keep Jesus Christ and his purpose at the center of our lives. Hmm. I think we have to be more intentional about it. Have you ever gone through a time in your life where you've had an active prayer life, but Jesus wasn't the center of your life? Sure. I think that was my heart. I wanted that. But there was a lot of purifying and like a lot of other things had to go Mm. in order for Jesus to really sit on the throne of my heart, you know? Yeah. Stuff was already on the throne of my heart, whether I had given it (laughs) express permission or not. There were just ideas that I had about the way my life should look, what should be happening in my vocation, how much money I should be making where I should be in my career, what kind of house I should have. Like things that you just sort of absorb by osmosis from the culture, from your family of origin. So I never made a decision that these were going to be my goals for my life, but somehow they were kind of in me. And I really had to like, I had to actively dethrone those ideas in order to put Jesus on the throne. And I think it happens little by little. You gain ground in little areas. And Jesus is good with process. Totally. He's so patient. Yeah, still so patient with me. It's still just a a striving 
to keep Jesus at the center. I wonder what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Does the purpose point to Jesus? Or or is it dethroning everything, Jesus, and then there's a purpose And then somewhere? purpose. Well, in my professional opinion, <laughs> I think either. Okay. Like, I think he'll... That's not what I thought you were going to say, so I'm open to this. I think he'll work with whatever we give him. That's true. You know? He'll take an inch. So I don't think there's a, there's not a perfect way to become a disciple. There's not a, there's not only one way to be holy. The saints show us that. So I think he'll use your story. He'll use even like your sin. He he can use anything to bring you to sanctification. Yeah. So I don't think there's one right way. I like it. Okay. So let's spitball here. Tell me. If you wanted to develop a mission statement, like if you wanted to be serious about this, right? I'm not typically. <laughs> but, if you, but if you were. If I was not myself. Right, exactly. Okay. Let's say you were just listening to a podcast. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and you were like, that's kind of a cool idea. I'm overwhelmed. Mm. I'm not really sure what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. I kind of want to create this for myself. How do you think you would go about doing that? I'm not saying that you have the answer. I'm saying, like, how can we even figure this out for ourselves? I'll answer my own question. I have an idea. I think... (laughs) I think I would look at scripture. I love that. Like, wouldn't it be cool if your mission and purpose for your life matched up with scripture? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, reinforced some truth of scripture. Yes. Like, uh, you are the light of the world. What if you just made a conscious decision to believe that? Like, what Jesus said about me is true. I'm the light of the world. Mm. He's the light of the world. But then he goes on to say, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. So what if you decided, like, I'm the light of the world. This is an image that resonates with me. I believe that Jesus is talking about me. I want to be light to the world. I want to live in light. What if that became, like, a guiding image and verse and vision for your life that's just one i love that that's pretty cool right can i tell you what i thought about this past week tell me i went to school mass with the girls so cute and the gospel was the breaking of the loaves and how it fed the five thousand yep some people think or interpret that scripture as people shared i hate that right I hate that. So it just, yeah. I, just, I choose to believe that the little bit that we have, the little bit that we give the Lord, the inch, like you said, mm-hmm. that we give the Lord, he does miracles with that. Yeah, multiplies it. He multiplies it in mm-hmm. whatever way that he wants to do. Like literally is a miracle just moving in his own way that the little teeny bit that I give the Lord, he can do with it whatever he wants. Yes. And I love that. Like, it just takes a little bit. So that could be a mission and a vision for your life. Totally. All I have to do is give my little bit. I just have to keep giving over my few loaves and my couple of fish. Yes. And God will do the rest. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. That's amazing. I have another one. Can I go again? (laughs) We just got him going, guys. John 10, 10. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. So what if you just decided... Jesus wants me to have an abundant life. 
That doesn't mean I'm going to be rich and famous. Correct. But it means that I'm going to have joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, that he's giving me everything I need in this life to live abundantly, to live rooted in the kingdom and in who he is, right? So then everything I think about the world or I think about my circumstances, uh, the way I think about my job or my relationships, God wants abundance for me. He wants me to experience life. Yes. What if that became your litmus? right? Yeah. So there's no more wondering like, is God going to come through? Is he going to disappoint me? Why doesn't anything work out for me? No. He said himself in John 10, 10, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. So God wants an abundant life for me. I love it. Pretty cool, right? So cool. Yeah. Well, so that is what Talitha Kum has been in my life for years now. I have a tattoo on the inside of my wrist that is an Aramaic of Jesus saying from Mark 5, 41, little girl, I say to you, arise. And that has been like totally my own personal mission statement for myself. So I would think so cool. Like no matter when I'm down or when I'm in darkness or when I'm suffering through sin or when I'm feeling um, enslaved to it, like he will always say to me, little girl, I say to you, arise, like Mm -hmm. come up. I'm here. I've got you. That has been something that has been so central to my life is the Lord saying to me, little girl, I say to you, arise, like come up, come out of the darkness. That's your main thing. Yeah. Jesus is always there. He's always calling you by name. Right. He's always helping. Mm -hmm. So cool. I am fired up about this. So I want to hear from you, listener, what you think the Lord's set on your heart as your primary mission, as your main thing. I love this. Listen, it doesn't have to be scripture. That's just an idea if you need help getting started. It's been huge for me to have a primary mission. I know exactly where I was the moment in the car when the Lord said to me, you can stake your life on this. This is true. And that, even though I had a sense of that for a long time, even though I was passionate about it and was already like gravitating towards things that reflected that idea. When he said, you can stake your life on this, that was it for me. Like I I go back to that moment again and again. There's so much grace for me there to live from that primary mission. So I'm excited. I'm excited for people to have that for themselves. Totally. Go to the chapel. Ask the Lord, what's my primary mission? What's the unique thing that you're calling me or my family to do? What's the thing that you're saying to my heart in particular? I think it would be fun to even talk to some friends about it. Grab a cup of, cup of coffee, gals. Community and prayer. <laughs> you know what? You could get coffee. You, you could chat about it and pray. pray. Let's do that, Beth. Right now? Yeah. Let's do it. I love to pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. God, would you come right now in this moment and breathe new life into our hearts? Would you breathe uh, your peace, your clarity, your presence, God, into our souls? I thank you that you have a particular mission for each and every one of us. I thank you, God, that you've entrusted a particular mission to us 
uh, that we can live in this world for you and shine brightly. So God, would you tune our ears to hear? Would you um, give us eyes to see in our past what you're doing and what you want to continue to do? Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. We love you guys. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us at blessedishe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.